forever. Dog. Welcome to Public Intellectual. Public Intellectual is a podcast supported solely by its listeners. So if you would like this podcast to continue, you can go to patreon.com slash public intellectual. And with your support, you can get access to bonus episodes, a blog, a tote bag, and all the other usual things. Go to patreon.com slash public intellectual. I was reading an article about Elizabeth Holmes in Wired and in Quartz as well. They had these weird pieces where they were trying to create a sort of feminist anti-hero out of this woman who defrauded not only Silicon Valley, because fuck Silicon Valley, she wants to take their money, that's fine, or Henry Kissinger also, do whatever you want to do to Henry Kissinger, Um, but she was creating a fraudulent medical product that could have really hurt and killed people. But because she's a woman, people have to try to understand her through a feminist lens, because it's really hard for some people to come to the realization that women are fucking assholes. They're fucking assholes on the same level as men are for the most part. And so to try to create a narrative where this woman is a victim of the patriarchy or that she's some sort of hero because even though she did all these awful things, She was standing up to the men in her office and the men on her board and she was being tough and, you know, it's like the Hillary Clinton thing where we're supposed to think of her as a feminist hero because she supported the overthrowing of foreign governments and created a refugee crisis. But, you know, she did it as a woman and she had nice hair while she was doing it and and the patriarchy doesn't want women to overthrow foreign governments, so yay. Anyway... And the light of all this, Margaret Howey, my dear friend and returning guest, is coming on this episode to talk about terrible women and con men and fraudsters. So we watched all the Queen's horses um, about this. Okay, but I think that the point of the movie is that if you defraud a small town of fifty-three million dollars, what in God's name do we have to do to get you to do something more interesting with the money than to just spend it on shiny jackets and horses? Like her array of shiny jackets, but not good shiny jackets. No, they were just so. They was they just looked like JC Penny, didn't they? JC Penny or like uh, the supportive mom of a star Olympic ice skater, maybe? Like they she'd sell walked, it at the shop. Yeah. She'd walked right out of a Depends ad into the horse ring. And she was meant to go for spa visits. Lady, acid peel, seriously. Like something jazz it up no it was just this is always my problem with you know middle class fraud is that there's no scope of imagination yeah yeah so i am from new zealand and a few years back a woman working for the irs defrauded a relatively smaller amount so all the queen's um, horses woman was the mighty 53 million dollars this was more like 30 grand and she spent it all on Lord of the Rings memorabilia. Oh, my God. 
Yeah, which for a start, you're in New Zealand. We basically get given that shit for free. So <laughs> you just go outside. It's memorabilia it's outside. We are memorabilia. That's all we are. We're just yeah. walking around, just, you know, and being, I mean, so yeah, that's what you spent all the money on. I just, oh. yeah, up your game, up your game. No. Um. Mm. And she, so the the huge fraud, it happened in the hometown of Ronald Reagan. And if anyone had taught you some ambition towards your scale of evil, surely Reagan would have just given you some good ideas? Like, God. Yeah. Honestly. And then yeah. he could rock a goddamn shiny jacket. You know? I know with the, the sort of old westerns with the sequins and the stuff, that's a much better that's a much better rodeo jacket than the rodeo jackets that she that she bought with her money. And like pretty outfits for her horses or whatever. Like, come on. Come on everybody. Like we can dream bigger than this. Which it you know is the sort of larger point that the rich have run out of imagination. Like they don't know what to do with their money either. It's just like yeah. they buy the same artists. Um, and then they don't even have the art. Like they put it in a warehouse. They have a yacht, you know, it's all the same. They do buy all the same wine, same tacky shit, live in the same cities. Yeah. We used to have aristocrats, crazy eccentric aristocrats who gave back by writing eight volume histories of Welsh sheep or whatever. It's, and you know, occasionally throwing some patronage out to some demented artist to commission them like designer wigs and, you know, a palace or two. Like, what happened to that shit? Oh, I miss I miss the king of Bavaria, Ludwig, who just bought who just made like these in, insane castles. Um, and he had this idea that he wanted like a pool on his roof. And so they put it in, even though it wasn't structurally sound, because that if you didn't, he was going to throw you down the stairs. And so then his guests couldn't complain about the fact that, you know, as they were sleeping in bed, like there was water dripping through the roof constantly. They had to sleep underneath umbrellas. I miss Mad King Ludwig. That's that's the kind of rich person I want. He I aspire was, to yeah, be. that bitch was crazy. And, you know, they totally killed him. They stuck him he allegedly died on the sled. Like mm -hmm. he was a king of Bavaria. He knew how to sled. Like, don't, yeah. don't try and pass it off for me. They were just sick of their, yeah. you know, rooftop swimming pools, which is incidentally what Google is doing in London and King Cross, putting a swimming pool on top of their fucking ugly building. Um, you know, just so your Googleites can stay crammed inside their little Google sphere and never actually leave. Yeah. I'm surprised they just don't have wombs, like mm. just actual wombs that you can go into when you need it. Just, in, I mean, I know they have like the nap pods because I've been to Google headquarters in New York and it's absolutely terrifying and they have womb-like nap pods, but it's still open on one end. Like you need to shut it, fill it with like amniotic fluid. Mm. Just do the do the thing. I mean, if this is if this is what you're doing with yourself, just go the whole way. Like, just maybe, do the whole thing. Maybe the pods, maybe the pool will be an isolation chamber, and they can just lock in there and do some primal screaming or whatever they need to do before they go back out and recode something that just you know, <sighs> like de-indexes de the entire you know activist fund from some small country or whatever the fuck Google's up to right now. Drones, that's what they're doing. They're programming drones. Yeah, I'll go forget. Well, good thing you've got a pool to relax them after that, mate. So, yeah, so the rest, yeah. so, yeah, you steal 53 million and all you spend it on is horses. It's, 
A, it shows why I've always was skeptical of horse ladies. They mm-hmm. aren't to be trusted. Um, they are very powerful because a woman who's got horse fever will never, ever be satisfied by a normal man, which is something to expect. <laughs> yeah, she wasn't married, right? She had, like, a boyfriend, like, a boyfriend, yeah. but, yeah. Yeah, he was clearly just there to, you know, hold a shiny jacket while she and those horses did their thing. But, yeah, yeah there's – the only time in the entire documentary she shows a slight flicker of emotion is when she starts crying over one of her horses. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah. At least she did have a big semen fridge, which <laughs> I kind of respect. I don't want. You never I, know when it's going to come in handy. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Just keep it on hand. Yeah. Just you know. Yeah. You don't know. Mm. I mean, impregnation slash witchcraft, either one could go either way. Exactly. It's worth considerably less than a good ovary, though. Like, if you want to start talking about body tissue, you know, earnings, ovaries where the cash is at. Like half yeah. some eggs and yeah, it's worth more than gold. Worth more than Chanel number five pounds. That's it's been stuff. So okay, so we need a mini fridge for ovaries. <laughs> that's where you start, and that's where Ludwig will be thinking. Mini fridge for ovaries. You know. Yeah. He wanted. He also wanted like a waterfall down a flight of stairs. <laughs> Dude was really into water. He liked it a lot. Yeah. You know. Hey. Mm. Very feminine, um, you know, element. Good on him. Mm. It's, yeah. He was he was living his best life. Um, he was not also cutting back municipal funds. Well, he was actually. <laughs> There's no fucking municipal funds in Bavaria, but that's okay. That's, you know, those yeah. Bavarian peasants live the same life that the citizens of Dixon will shortly be living. They ain't got no <laughs> infrastructure. So... Um, so the con man... I wish for I wish for a better type of con man or con lady. I mean, the interesting thing about the documentary, which I didn't know, is that what was it? What's the statistic? Seventy percent of these fraud cases are being committed by women. Mm-hmm. And you know, if that could be a kind of um, feminist uh, agenda to just uh, slowly drain the patriarchy of its power through municipal funds, um, that would be fine, but it's not, there's no strategy. There's no end game. It's just, I'm going to, I'm going to buy some fucking horses. Um, there's that new documentary generation wealth where all these women are, you know, uh, getting plastic surgery on their vaginas and talking about how this is their, this is their feminism. Like, because now I don't need a man to take care of me. Then why do you need such a super fucking tight vagina? Like, is it for you? Do you? Anyway. If you're going to do something with your vagina, if I had that much money, man, my vagina would be like, it would be multitasking. My vagina, you know, I wouldn't need a shredder. I even need an inkjet <laughs> printer. Like, I, it would be, there'd be so much going on. You know those, you know, I hear QR scanners are coming back. Imagine if I could just get that up in there. Right? Uh-huh. Like, it's so much space. Point. Exactly. Storage. I mean, you know, I live in a single room. It's There's so many options you can be doing with your vagina, but tighter? Why? Why? More space, people. Back- I know, like storage. Get some, you know, put some stuff up there. Just shove $53 million worth of funds up there that would otherwise be going to militarize a small town police force. Shove yeah. In there. Get it all kinds of up in there. No. Yeah. See, I mean, this is what, if there were... 
Okay, so have you seen the show Dietland, which is bad? It's a bad show. No, I have read, you know, several think pieces about the book, so I can probably bullshit my way through it. Okay. The thing about Dietland that I find horrendous um, is that, so there's a, there's a terrorist organization called Jennifer, um, and they, they, it's, uh, so they kidnap men who have done bad things and their definition of bad keeps changing and they, uh, force them to record a full confession. They drug them and they've dropped them out of planes. So it's the Argentinian military, right? Like it's, um, it's exactly that. But then they have like, they release a manifesto and the manifesto is not, it's not about how um, we want a less militarized world. We want peace. We want men to stop committing acts of violence. We want, uh, you know, full revolution and change. It's we want equal pay. <laughs> it's literally. That's it. The first point. Yeah. And that's just so disappointing. If we are going to start committing um, murders and crimes on the same level as men do, then we should have like a goal. We should band together and come up with some ideas in order to do this. And Horse Lady is just making it difficult for all of us because now they're going to suspect us. Yeah, exactly. You know, they're going to see us rocking our shiny jackets. And, and also, she got dobbed in by her best friend at work. Like, so her work wife, and you know, I've got a work wife, and I seriously, <laughs> if I saw her stealing 53 million, my my first instinct would be anger and betrayal, because I'd be wondering where my cut was. Yeah, you know, yeah. I, I wouldn't have to wonder that, because of course, she's my work wife, I'd be getting that money. I'd be getting that good money. I do not blame her for dobbing uh, her in. Um, oh, can we give, oh wait, so her name is Rita Crundwell, which mm-hmm. could not be more like... <sighs> Oh, anti-heroine from a, what, like a Ann Tyler novel or something. It's, it's, um, so yeah. So like she had this, you know, office Kathy who just likes like, what? Which has been stealing from us. And I got nothing, not even a spa visit. Um, and yeah, so not even a horse, just like a horse, a goddamn horse, not a design of vagina nout. And, you know, so yeah, no wonder she felt let down and betrayed because, you know, you're not getting anything. Um, share the wealth and also, like, share your techniques. Though, you know, like, pass it on. Um, I know. Share yeah. the wisdom. Share the-, share the wisdom of how to bilk $53 million from a town of 16,000 people. Like, that's the thing that I was thinking about. Like, um, I grew up in a town of 1,200 people. Does that mean that I could have stolen $5 million from them? And if so... I mean, why, why, what, what, where's the anarchist cookbook of that, exactly. right? Like, where's, exactly. where's the material, the printed material from AK Press telling us how to do this shit? Apparently you get a manifesto about throwing dudes out of planes and getting equal pay. That's, that's what you get. Just, I'm so disappointed with everybody. Yeah. People do disappoint <laughs> us. Uh, so someone who... You know, I, I just want to get in this thing about um, Anna, could possibly Anna Delvey or possibly Anna Sorovin or Sorokin or possibly Aaron Sorkin. We don't know. <laughs> but this fake German heiress who has not mm-hmm. disappointed me. She just continually rewards me. And particularly today, I discovered that among her many victims in New York City included one of the fire festival guys. 
Good job. Good work. Good work, Anna. You're in Rikers or somewhere right now, wherever you are. I toast you. We should we should put some money in her commissary account. Yeah, I, I feel her commissary account is probably doing great. <laughs> I, suspect, I don't think the grind is, grind is finished. I don't think she has slowed her roll at all. Uh, so... But what was great about that is that the, the so there were several big spatial long reads about it. We should lay out a blueprint as to how to do all this shit, which seemed to just be about being an asshole to people in service jobs, and then they would like mm-hmm. you because you're rich, which kind of, I mean, it goes against my entire moral principle, but if there's a greater good in it, I can get around it, I guess. Uh, so... But what I, what I found so interesting is that she targeted a lot of the New York art scene. And she did it so well until she ended up in jail, obviously. But we've currently got this thing of everyone, like, jizzing themselves over Sasha Baron Cohen and how, like, he's been so crafty in owning these people. Because all he's done, as far as I can see, I've not actually watched the show because, God help me, I, you know. Have you seen the book no, in this economy? No. Uh, no. But he seems to have his amazing talent is showing that racist assholes are racist assholes and that the art world is somewhat vacant and malleable. That's it? Yay. Good job. Nice work. Nice work, Sasha. They take that Emmy home. Where a girl, Anna, mm-hmm. is sitting there, you know, cooling her heels in a prison and she did the job far more effectively. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah. yeah. So, my dream um, Sasha Baron Cohen project is where he goes and exposes liberal progressives for being racist assholes, which would take, you know, wouldn't take very much work because <laughs> they do it to themselves most of the time. But, like, if you're going to, if this is what you're going to do, do it properly, man. I can help. I know. The whole easy target thing is it's, and especially, it's like it's like the Daily Show of 15 years ago, like what he's doing. And, uh, you know, it was... You know, it's the same target. It's, it's Sarah Palin. Oh, my God. I know. Who gives a shit? We know. We know. We know about Sarah Palin. Pick somebody else. We already know. There's so many. There's so many, guys. Jesus. She doesn't even need anybody. Just, like, watch. You know, I heard her speak one time, and it was it was just a series of sounds coming out of her mouth. Like, it was absolute barking mad it was like a bear trying to convince everybody that it was a human like it was really intensely strange and unsettling and I felt sick in my soul and she was just like 30 feet away from me and I didn't know what to do um good sage I mean I don't know no I mean the saddest the saddest thing about this whole thing setup the Sarah Palin setup I mean, she can be on our list of con women, but um, was that she threw a rally in Nebraska and no one came. <laughs> it was in a it was in a um, arena that's that would sit four to five thousand people and maybe 300 people showed up. Ooh, I'm guessing it's yes. of those were vice bloggers. So it was um, it was pretty brutal. I felt bad for everybody except for Sarah Palin. <laughs> Yeah, she's definitely a failed con woman and, um, yeah, goes into the – I mean, because the best con women, of course, are the ones who's like like Virginia Woolf said, are anonymous. <laughs> we don't know, but they're out there and they're hopefully bilking someone really hard. But the – yeah, uh, Palin, she did a terrible job and we keep rewarding her with more attention, which mm-hmm. which is perverse. 
And that is not what a real con person should be going after, you know? Yeah. But the whole sort of like revealing the art world as as a um, as ripe for um, fraud or making fun of it, it's just so. That's also very fifteen years ago. Oh, completely. We used to. We like. Remember when we cared about the art world having integrity? Like, oh, oh, a picture sold for seven million. Oh my god, the end of the civilization. Remember when everybody thought art was going to be really good <laughs> under Trump? Like Jerry Saltz, who won the fucking Pulitzer. It's like, but art's gonna be so good after Trump. It's like it's the same. It's this, it's it's the same. Yeah. Like Ivanka Trump is a collector. They hang out with Ivanka Trump. Like, how do you think that they're gonna? No, fuck you. No, well, it's not. The same. You won the Pulitzer. It's not the same Jerry Saltz because he got his ass got a Pulitzer, which I feel yeah. it goes into the Con Hall of Fame, like the Summer of Grift. That you know that shit was impressive. Yeah. 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 And, all, and like, nobody had a good response to it either. Like Anna Delvey, he just did it with an Instagram account. So, <laughs> God. I mean, it's, is this what I have to do? Do I have to let Zuckerberg suck all my phone's data just to just to get a spare 10 grand out of some dickhead collectors? Mm. Yeah. If it. Uh, I was watching uh, this documentary about Petrocki, uh, who we talked about on another podcast, but then the audio got fucked up and 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 so um nobody heard it but uh so i get to talk about it again hey um but uh so he was this uh con man who painted mostly sort of second tier um european uh post-war or mid-war between the wars and then uh early post-war artists um and fooled everybody made millions of dollars Stuff is still in galleries, stuff is still in museums um, under the original artist names. And, you know, there's part of me watching this, uh, you know, for the first hour or so thinking, you know, good for him. Good for him that he's doing this, that he's conning everybody and, um, you know, the experts and the heirs of the estates and the museum curators and all those fucking assholes. Anyway, good for him. And then I saw and then they showed like what he did with the money. Um, which was just build houses and buy property really? and like hang on on take island vacations and uh, and like get married and have children. It's like this is so it's oh. this is everybody's imagination. It's just like so weirdly bourgeois. Um, you think making all that art, you would have channeled something, but no, no, nothing. Okay, damn, that's. I understand that money is poison and, you know, but at the same time, like there used to be interesting rich people and there's, there's not anymore. There really aren't. That's, this is the, this is the deficit. If we are, if you know, if we have gone back to like handing the whole world over to the rich, can they at least, yeah, stick some water down some stairs or something. I mean. And not just like play, pay Justin Bieber a million dollars to play at their birthday party. Right. Like. Something else has to happen. I mean, if I had a million dollars to pay Justin Bieber, he would be doing something much more exciting than performing. I mean, mm. you know, I'd make him do long division at the very least. <laughs> That'd be great. Get him to read out the Scum Manifesto or something and, you know. Oh, yeah. yeah. On YouTube. Yeah. Instagram story, that shit. Like, that would be yeah. Come on. We'd be, yeah. I once told my friend Dubravka, um, 
that I would, you know, I was complaining about a rich friend of mine uh, who I had to stop being friends with because uh, the money was awkward. And also he didn't know what to do with it. Like it, it was just, he was just like another boring rich guy who was just like, I guess I'll collect first edition books or something. It was just like, okay. <laughs> um, and uh, I was complaining about him. Uh, and I said, you know, it's really unfair because I'd be such a good rich person. She's like, you give yourself too much credit. <laughs> <laughs> we all do. We all totally do. Yeah. No. Yeah. I would probably also buy some really like, you know, first editions bullshit, you know. And property. But my clothes would be so much better. <sighs> right? Yeah. I'd never. Her Versace glasses, like the Versace glasses, and they had the Versace logo on them, but they just look like any like $50 pair of glasses on sale at lens crafters. Like was, that was the worst part of the documentary to me. It was just like, these probably cost $500 and you could have just written in with a white Sharpie Versace on any other pair of glasses available to people in the world. And it would have been, it would have fooled everybody. It's the same fucking glasses. The lack of craft. Exactly. Is this what branding has done to us? You know, is this when we move yes. from, you know, haute couture to just, just gigantic brands and yes. they all turn shit. So yeah, it's that's, all the same. That's, that's it. Yeah. Branding has ruined everything. God. It's, uh, but I mean, again, the con women around us are probably using it as great said, because they see those Versace glasses and they're like, now there's a mark. Cause if some fuckhead paid what, Oh, I didn't want to think about how much Versace sunglasses cost, so I'm not going to dwell on that because I'll cry. But, you know, if I were a higher-level sociopath, then I would mm -hmm. look at those and be like, now here's a mark, right? I can probably squat in this guy's pool house for a good year, you know, secretly recording all his conversations and then blackmailing him into giving me, like, more property. <laughs> That's what I would be doing. That's why I would be doing when I saw Versace glasses. Yeah. And it. the my, so the con women heroes that I have mm -hmm. are uh, the three Chechen girls, teenage girls who um, conned money out of ISIS. Yes. That was, Do you remember this story from yes. like two, two or three years ago? Oh, and it was like they promised to be ISIS brides, but they were like, but we can't afford travel. So we need you to send us money. And ISIS was like, yeah, here's, here's, <laughs> here's some money to buy plane tickets and stuff. And they're like, no, we need more. We need more. We have more expenses. And then they got thousands of dollars out of ISIS. Like come oh, uh, my heroes. That is Now that's great. Now that is how to leverage your vagina for cash. Effective. That yeah. is. Oh, that's so good. But then again, I say that ISIS wouldn't even demand sex, would they? They're not out there looking for nudes. No. God damn it. This, yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. That is. See, that's so. Those, those are con women uh, hall of famers right there. Um, yeah, Delvey went on my list when she conned the fire festival guy that like took her to the next level. Um, but yeah, in um, the other list, we've got Elizabeth Holmes and Theranos, who hasn't even managed to do what I would love to do if I had unlimited funds, which is make Henry Kissinger feel shame. Because he he's not even released a public statement, as far as I know. He's just yeah. sitting somewhere like a toad on a throne, uh, <laughs> comprised of the bones of the people he murdered. 
um, waiting for this to blow over, which it will, because for Henry Kissinger, it always blows over. Everything blows over. War crimes, atrocity, um, crimes against humanity, everything. Nothing sticks. He's gonna. He's got who knows what kind of black magic going on that he's just going to live forever. Him and Dick Cheney. Yeah. In this endless 69 of war. Um, yeah. Yeah, we need to somehow, like, if some, you know... Some feminist terrorists want to get on that. That would be great. Like, any of them? What are those Chechen teenage girls up to? I know. Where we need we need to protect them. Yeah, we need to protect, or send them after Dick Cheney. Something, some combination thereof. Um, but oh, I feel yeah. that that'd be good. Once you graduate from ISIS, what's next? Hopefully, Kissinger. I know. Kissinger or yeah. the Bush family or the Saudi royal family. Um, there's a lot. There's a lot to take down. There's a lot to take there's... down. Um, someone, yeah, Sasha Baron Cohen needs to step aside and yeah. let, let these let these bitches at it. You know? And, yeah. yeah. Where's their reality show? Yeah. Yeah. Where's their funding? Uh, Infiltrate the Koch brothers. Oh God. Oh, which does remind me, there is a great um, cameo from a Koch brother who got conned by a wine fraud. Uh, terrific little documentary called Sour Grapes. And the documentary is so great because it's not that the wine fraud was that terrific. It was really a case of the right time, right place. So as with many, many other collector markets, um, a huge bubble developed in the 90s, whether that be wine or, you know, collectible cars or stupid action figures, this huge bubble developed. And where there is bubble, there are con men. So some guy basically sat in his kitchen making a bunch of... Um, you know, fake French antique wine. And then his genius was to become friends with all these Californian movie TV assholes whose idea of fun was just get together and, like, show off who had the most expensive bottle of wine and drink it. And he managed to sell wine all over, including to the Koch brothers. Who... It was great. Great, yeah. yeah. He did go to jail, but the um, implication was that there's a whole bunch of people who got away with it scot free. So, <laughs> a toast to them. That that. What did they do with their money? Yeah. Oh. Uh, the, I mean, the Theranos thing is is also sort of indicative of you know if you're going to if you're going to be a con woman, um, the only thing that she could think of is just like to completely model herself after Steve Jobs, like even wear his outfit. Like there's no imagination. There's no panache. There's no flair. I just am so, you know. Also, she barely even put a con because she said she did the same thing that every other like startup did. Yeah. I mean, there was a yeah. difference. It's like, oh, so the science didn't work. Well, none of the science works in anything. So she just did the exact same thing. <laughs> Yeah. You know. She, she, yeah. It's like, um, uh, I was watching F for Fake, and there's the thing, the part about Clifford Irving, who wrote, um, um, Howard Hughes. The, uh, Howard Yeah, yeah, the Howard Hughes, um, uh, inside story and, and claim to have these long conversations with him, which to me, it was just like what I would over promise to an editor and then panic and then just like write something and hope I didn't get caught, you know, like that, that to me was a little disappointing. It, it felt like it could have gotten more all in. Yeah. I mean, I always, my favorite Clifford Irving story was that he said, you know, what he'd learned about it. It's like never fake memoirs from people who are alive. 
always, always, you know, uh, you always like to uncover something from a dead person. You're fine, which is why well, I'm going to lead to my exclusive announcement that I've got Prince's memoirs. Yeah. Uh, but they even found out about the Hitler one, like the fake Hitler one. Fake Hitler one. So yeah. maybe go further back. Oh, way back? In time. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Like 19th century shit. <laughs> I'm going to find the fake diaries of King Ludwig that nobody's going to give a shit about. Yeah, so, yeah that's <laughs> the problem. Is like the 19th century trending. <laughs> you know, we, yeah. we need to be like Beyonce's dad or something. I mean, <gasps> if he could just conveniently die, then... <laughs> you know you know who will be um worth some good fake biography money once he dies and that's Meghan markle's dad uh and mm, i have no doubt yeah. the royal family is working on his death really as soon as possible right. yeah know. after like the third piers morgan interview that's it the <laughs> the windsors are not having that you know because that's again that's what you do with huge amounts of wealth and power that's how you take an right. enemy let them humiliate themselves and then you just, you know, next thing you know, underpass in Paris, paparazzi chase. Poison tip umbrella. Poison tip umbrella. Or this from this reminds us, poison tip vagina. Yes. Yeah. So our other uh, class of, he- of feminine heroes, um, although they need to get it, be- get it together a little bit because neither of them successfully killed anybody. Um is the the woman trying to kill kill her husband in with some dramatic flair? With some dramatic flair, let's say yes. Uh, of course, I mean the secret class of women are the ones who got away with this, but in this subclass, uh, there are the 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 woman who patterned herself after Nicole Kidman in, in Practical Magic. Which, mm-hmm. if you're going to pattern yourself mm-hmm. after Nicole Kidman character, that's actually one of the better ones, to be honest. Like, well, she gets away with it, so you know. yeah. Which I mean, yeah. in the movie, not in real life. No, in real life, she did not. Though in real life, her husband forgave her. So I know that's the be- that's the most fucked up thing about this. Yeah. So she see- sees her kill this guy with belladonna, right? Mm-hmm. And then, but then buys belladonna powder from Whole Foods, <laughs> and or something like that, like which is tiny, tiny doses. And then, so he gets a little bit sick. And then he's fine. But she tells everybody that she's trying to poison him with Belladonna um, and asks a neighbor to hold her stash of Belladonna or something. And then and then the guy survives. And then he's like, I didn't know that she was so unhappy. I'm going to try to be better, better husband. It's like, that's perfection. That is true love. That is what we all aspire to. That's great. So it does show why we should all weep for the demise of the small female-run lesbian collective herbal shop. You know, because if the whole foods had not moved in and she'd gone down to, like, you know, Ethel and Maud's ye oldie witchy store, um, Ethel and Maud would have hooked a bitch up, you know? Yeah, they know how to kill a husband. Yeah, they would be like, Belladonna, honey, no, no. Sit down. We've got something for you. <laughs> That's um, they would have given her some practice husbands to try out on before she got to her own. Yeah. So, yeah. And think about who you could sort of infiltrate and murder if if you figured this out. I mean, we have the Ku Klux Klan again. So yeah. 
Um, and they're all like in polo shirts and they're all 22 years old. Like they are in desperate, they're looking for wives. They think they're, they're looking for some validation in that way. Like you could do like a whole sort of Jonestown massacre on the same night and, uh, take care of it that way. They probably even drink Kool-Aid. I don't imagine they're that refined. Uh, it's Red Bull though. Oh God. Just put it in the Red Bull. Red Bull. Oof. Yeah. But it would be a whole new lexicon of drinking drinking the Red Bull. Red Bull. Well, that'd be good. Let's take over. Let's rebrand drinking a Red Bull because that company's owned by a Trump supporter. So let's. Does it really? <laughs> oh, I mean, not that I. It's not like I'm disappointed because oh no, I can't drink Red Bull anymore because that's you shit's poison. You can but... your Red Bull out. <laughs> I'll give you time. You know, go crack open that fridge. <laughs> Oh, all that money I've spent and now I have to waste on Red on Bull. Red Bull. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, we'll have to have to get them by the Red Bull. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that that's no, that's definitely like if we can start bilking them for money, first of all, and then just, yeah, um, that's the next, next option. Um, no, we do have a good hit list of people, that's for sure. Um, you know, it's, that's it's something the last 10 years have taught us is that we've, Definitely increase the enemies list. But, yeah, we're our con woman to walk amongst us um, with Belladonna under their arms. Either being the Poison or the Stevie Nicks solo album, I'm happy with either. <laughs> Choose your weapon, ladies. Do what you need to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, though this does lead me to my Kickstarter idea. Yes. So, as inspired by the woman in Brazil who attempted to murder her husband by... <laughs> Rubbing? Did she rub or did she implant? She shoved. 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 I think the technical term is shoved. She shoved some poison um, up her vagina and then enticed him to bed to go down on her, which she did. And, yeah. But then instead of dying as he should have, um, he just felt a bit sick and then went to the ER. <laughs> yeah. So if we were to break this down in a flowchart where this plan, mm. um, the plan failed not by the vastness of her vision, okay? Mm. She did not lack ambition. She was, mm. she, you know, she was trying to multitask. Uh, she was trying to go out with a bang. Um, I appreciate all that. But, yeah, it was execution. So, yeah, my Kickstarter idea is some sort of Merkin slash Diva Cup slash female condom device, which means mm-hmm. that you too can receive cunnilingus while passing on a toxic substances to someone else and be fine. Like a cy- cyanide dental dam. Cyanide dental dam. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Because, uh, you know, FYI listeners don't shove toxic things up your vagina or anywhere, no. any orifice. Just no. I mean, no God, don't put it in your Red Bull. Don't, don't do it. It's, but yeah, no, no, not vaginas. They're big absorbent wombs. Um, that's not good. So, but yeah, the glory of a vision has to be respected. So yeah, just need to get some funding behind this. Yeah, kickstart, kickstart the cyanide dental exactly. dam. There's no way this is a worse idea than the juicero. So, <laughs> has to it? Yeah, just. Just get out there. Um, now, 
Oh, we don't know where she got this idea. I don't. I mean, I may have missed that particular Nicole Kidman movie, but <laughs> I like to think that there was like a story passed down, like from you know mother to child to daughter over the years about how to dispose of a husband, and that's where it came from. Maybe it's a line yeah. of dead husbands back, and no. Maybe maybe she just you know it just took too long to convince him to go down on her because if if he's not if he's worth murdering then he might not be sort of eager to go there so it might be you know you have a window before your vagina fully absorbs the toxic dose so you can like douche it out after this person dies um, so but you know again you have to you have to take into consideration how long it's gonna take to convince a guy to do it yeah. Um, can I throw in a good Marlena Dietrich anecdote here? Always. Yeah, so her preferred douche and birth control method was a mixture that she made involving balsamic vinegar. Mm, that's, that's nice, refreshing. Yeah, yeah, she used to carry around in a um, personal little case, and apparently former lovers said, ah, I never bypass a Caesar salad and not think of Marlena. Oh, my God. <laughs> I would also urge listeners not to be chucking balsamic vinegar anywhere um, unless you've got it from Ethel and Maud's Yoldi Witchy Shop. Like they would, I'm sure their vinegar douche is absolutely impeccable. But Top yeah. notch, yeah. But they would use apple cider because that's what the witches, you know, that's what the hippies and the witches <laughs> use is the apple cider. It's not quite, it doesn't have the same flavor. Yeah. I mean, I'm a woman over 30, so obviously I own a vat of apple cider. It just shows up in your hand oh, yeah. at some point and you're like, okay. Like a big gallon jug is just always here yeah, yeah. obviously awesome. yeah for everything uh, there it is um it's probably a war to protect me off ever having red bull in my house so that <laughs> no red bull douchebags in this house i'm just gonna you know apple cider right around the periphery we're fine uh but again like channel your murderous impulses into better directions yeah. Ch- channel your fraud impulses into better directions. Yeah. It can't just be all shiny jackets and husbands. Like mm. if you're gonna, if you're committed to killing somebody through cunnilingus, like you have to pick your target well. Like you know, well Kissinger I was doesn't just go down. Sorry, Henry yeah. Kissinger, that a thousand Cambodian children were killed if you went down. You, you would still refuse to do it. You know, it's, that's, uh, that's. Cause he's like, I can just make a call yeah. and have that happen. Like, I don't need, I don't need to do this. This is disgusting. Okay, yeah. Nick is sore. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Uh, yeah. so yeah, that's, um, no Kissinger, no, but there's, there's so many others to choose from. Yeah. We're, we're fine. Yeah. Um, yeah. Channel your murderous instincts, um, and all your kind of lingual instincts into something better. Pick up Stevie Nicks solo albums. Definitely. Yeah, that's very good. That would yeah. be that's very wise. Yeah, um, yeah. Be wary of ladies in shiny jackets with many horses. Yeah, they're not on our side. Really? Like we want them to be, but they're never ever going to come over to our side. At least use the horses to like create a, some sort of militia for an equivalent yeah. of you know female warriors. Right. All in shiny jackets. Right. Yeah. Amazon cut off a tit. Yeah. Like you know. But then, I mean, the shiny jacket would have to be sort of like um, you have to reach around uh, fitted, tailored, yeah, um, yeah. 
for that. But hey, um, but yeah, and I'm then, not interested in any revolution that does not involve good tailoring. Just for the record, uh, yeah. No so problem. you know that would be important. But yeah, um, that's that's what you have to do. You know, have to. I mean, we can bring maybe we can try and bring the horse ladies in. But as I say, they've they're at a, they're another level horsewoman. They're it's a it's a bond that you can't break. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, they freak me out. Yeah. Cows are where it's at. Cow, people are into cows. Those are the good ones to go Cows after. are terrific. And that's why people who tip cows are automatically the worst people in the world. Yeah. Don't fuck with a cow. They're, they're, what did they ever do to you? They never did anything to you. Also, they've got, I'm sure they've got a collective consciousness, and that means the rest of the cows will come after you. Uh, I saw some fancy cows on the weekend in Oxford, which I like to think is some sort of medieval cow project that some poor graduate student is pouring the best years of their lives into. Uh they were very attractive cows, you know, and they were surrounded by many people who could not get into the Harry Potter Hall at Christchurch. <laughs> and they were making do with taking photographs of these cows, which, you know, so that's, that's a far better option. I want to be like, guys, the Harry Potter Hall is not all that. Stick with the cows. Forever. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram, at Forever Dog Team, and liking our page on Facebook.